0: You are listening to Shadow Horse Theater Broadcasting. We come to you from the shadowy fields of Minnesota with Dark Pony Radio Show, presented to you by the Dark Pony Players, featuring Christian Labissinere, and introducing the Dark Gentleman. And now is, as always, the Pale Lady.
1: (laughs) Welcome, my little spiderlings. Oh, how sweet are the webs we weave encasing all those around us.
2: My ludicrously lustful liaison. Tonight, we have a familial adventure of soulmates as we continue our stories of fortunate fear.
1: My dear dark gentleman, join me in a glass of wine as we watch these creatures get into an entanglement <laughs>
3: <laughs> A gentle thread is we
2: I don't believe in soulmates. The whole concept of one soul out there separated from you, searching, it seems too easy. And yet, as a hopeless romantic, it's the dream. I believe that anyone can be your forever partner. Except this one. Hi! This is Claire.
4: Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday.
2: Claire is amazing.
4: What do I want from my forever partner? A rose petal bath drawn every night with a cup of lavender tea awaiting me. The support for the rough days.
2: Claire can light up a room with her personality.
4: Am I a hopeless romantic? I like to think I am.
2: Claire and I just didn't mix.
4: Nope. Claire? Yeah? Uh, Sit down. Oh, right. (laughs)
2: Claire! Why are you dressed?
4: Drake, I can't keep doing this anymore.
2: You mean... Claire, what do you mean?
4: I want a partner.
2: Yeah, I thought that's what I am.
4: You are, but you're not.
2: I'm a bit confused. You came over to my place because I thought you wanted time together. I did. And?
4: And we had a great time together. So... So you are not giving me what I need from a soulmate.
2: Oh. A soulmate.
4: I was hoping that...
2: That's not a real thing. I don't believe in soulmates.
4: Since when?
2: Since... ever.
4: Okay. Okay, but it's not just that. I feel like... We're in a rut. I'm in a rut. You're in a rut. I'm in a rut? You're standing here naked on a Tuesday morning. I
2: work in the evenings.
4: You have such weird obsessions with dead things, the afterlife. Ugh.
2: That's my job. I work at the funeral parlor.
4: I know that. I just didn't realize it extended past your job.
2: That's why you want to leave this relationship?
4: What relationship? You and me? We have never been in a relationship. It's been you and me together doing things, fun things, sexy things, but our relationship won't move forward and I don't know if I want it to. Okay? Okay what?
2: Just okay.
4: (sighs) I'm leaving. Not even going to put some clothes on and try to stop me? I love you. (laughs) Nice. This is when you tell me... Unbelievable.
2: This is when things began to change. It was as if I was being pulled by a thread into a Certain direction. I do retail therapy to help cope. This time it was a bookstore. I discovered it walking back from lunch one afternoon, just a few short blocks from my flat. It was called The Lost and Forgotten. (laughs) Cute name. It quickly became my safe place. A little about me. I love to read. Usually about dark stories. History. Books about unusual curiosities. You know, things Claire mentioned. Funny. I really fell in love with Claire. After they walked away, I went straight to the bookstore.
3: A new thread is weave.
5: I left my home and my mother at a young age, which gave me the feeling of independence. I don't have time for relationships, or rather, I don't make the time. It doesn't mean I didn't try. I just never saw the need to have a life partner. I had goals growing up, and they never included someone else. Until I met Rain, Someone who I thought would give me my independence and be there when I would need them to be. The best of both worlds. I was half right.
6: Sub.
5: Rain was adventurous.
6: So, if I was in a hot air balloon and base jumped into a gorge, would you join me on the ground for a celebratory champagne bottle opening?
5: Rain was a deep thinker.
6: So, I saw a shark swimming under a bright rainbow created by the mist of the dying whale's blowhole. Then it clicked. Life and death are beautifully intertwined, and I need to get out of the water.
5: Rain made me happy.
6: Yes, I did. Rain? Sup, lovely?
5: Could you sit
6: Oh, yeah. Hey, Claire.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Mmm, hot chocolate on a cold morning. Does make things feel warmer. Lilitu. Mm-hmm?
6: Give me your hands. Okay. Listen closely.
5: Rain, what are you doing? You're not... You know. What do you mean? You know, the question...
6: Oh, I think I know what you mean. Just let me get through this part. Oh, of course. Lilithu. Yes! Yes what?
5: To answer what you're going to say is yes.
6: Lily, I have worked on what I'm about to say for several days. I want you to hear what I have to say.
4: Go ahead.
6: Right. So, the world has given me a door to opportunity. Knock, knock. I must answer that knock. Right. As the door opens, there is this path that leads down into a forest of wonderment and bewilderment. This path is narrow and only allows one to walk it.
5: Are you breaking up with me?
6: I am. Okay. Please, don't be mad. Just because the world gave me this path doesn't mean you don't have one as equally intense or magical.
5: I'm not mad. I'm a bit confused.
6: Your tone betrays your feelings.
5: Don't assume my tone.
6: Assumption is the way to creativity and imagination.
5: Now I'm mad and a bit hurt.
6: My friend, Shrew, she says, happiness comes from the center. Once you fill that center, you will be whole.
5: Comes from the center? Right. Yeah. For the first time in any relationship, I had the best of both worlds. I thought that you would be there longer. was what I needed.
6: And you are welcome. Please leave me alone. Shroom says I need to end this with you. To move forward and beyond. To take that narrow path on my own with a guide.
5: Then let me be your guide.
6: Shroom is my guide and will always be my guide. Shroom? Yeah. After Shroom and I engaged what I would call an epic sexual embodiment, flesh connecting to flesh, to bring one closer to one's self-examination of the great whole as it is found on the plane of one's existence within each other's mindscape. Hmm.
5: And there it is.
6: Shroom and I feel that carnal connection is the true soulmate.
5: Goodbye, Rain. Leave me to my cocoa.
6: Shroom says, I will see you again in that ethereal place where souls go to mix and become one eternal flame.
5: This is when things began to change. It was as if I was being pulled by a thread. I do retail therapy to help cope. This time, it was a bookstore. I discovered it walking back from lunch one afternoon, just a few short blocks from my flat. It was called The Lost and Forgotten. I enjoy reading, especially books about history. After finishing my cocoa, and processing my meeting with Rain, I thought I would head over to the bookstore.
3: Another thread entwined, linking them all together.
0: Welcome to the Lost and Forgotten. Good to see you. Hi, Francis. Oh, hi, Jake and Lily too. Did you both come here together?
5: Hi, Francis. Not together, just arrived at the front door at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. My two favorite customers. How fortuitous. Yeah. So, what are you two in the mood for?
5: I'm feeling like an escape.
0: Yeah, me too. I may have got the perfect book. I received this new book today called Behind the Eye. It's extremely rare, and I only have three copies of it, all first editions. Are either of you interested? Yes.
5: That may be what I need.
0: It's still downstairs. I'll be right back.
2: bad day.
5: You could say that.
2: Me too. Uh, name's Drake. Lilitu. Nice to meet you. Uh, unique name. Lilitu. Lilitu. Lilitu.
5: Yeah, it, it's old. But thank you.
2: I'm going to go to the coffee house down the block and begin this read. You wouldn't be interested in joining me.
5: Drake, I don't mean to be rude. Today has not been a good day. I don't really care to go somewhere with a person I just ran into at a bookstore. You seem nice enough. This is a personal therapy day for me, and I want it to be just for me.
2: I understand. I'm actually having that feeling, too. I just thought it would be fun to meet someone new.
0: Alright, here we go. The damage today is
2: 62.85. Francis, could you add Lilitu's on there, too? Of course.
5: Thank you, but I can buy my own book.
2: I know you can. I just feel like I made you a bit uncomfortable. Please take this as an apology.
5: I don't like it when people buy me things.
2: Uh, okay. Francis, I'll pay for just mine. I guess.
0: Okay. On the tab or credit today? Just put it on the tab. Lillitu, how about you?
5: <laughs> Card, Francis, Please.
2: Thank you, Francis. It it was nice to meet you, too. Yeah,
5: um, you too.
2: After I finished the book, I couldn't sleep for days. My head was spinning with thoughts, confusion, and a strange desire. The book felt half conspiracy, half scientific, and all mystery. It had to do with the Rickat structure, a geological phenomena in the Sahara. It's lovingly called the Eye of the Sahara, because when you look down on it from up above, it looks as if it was an eye. (laughs) This is where I get lost. There are theories that it could have been the lost city of Atlantis... But this book seemingly dismisses that ideology and instead talks about what is underneath. An unknown metropolis of the ancient world. It was weird. It was as if I was being pulled towards this eye. I spent the next six months trying to find a way to get there. And at the very least find a guide to get me there. Then I got a call. Hello?
0: Is this Drake? Who is this? The country of Mauritania welcomes you.
2: Mauritania?
0: <laughs> you have been approved and added to the list of people allowed to visit the Rickat structure. The guide will pick you up at the Attar Airport. Per your request, a chartered plane awaits you in New York.
6: Thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
5: Let's fast forward a bit. After I finished the book, I had this feeling like I needed to go to the structure. It had been years since I was last in the Sahara. My mother took me there several times when I was younger. After I left home, I never really thought about going back Till I finished this book. It was as if I was being called home. I spent the past six months Planning and working towards getting to the structure. I never thought this is where life would take me. Oddly, I did find myself thinking about that person, Drake. I met at the bookstore. It was a curious thing. Very few people stick with me, but they did. I think it's because we read the same book. And it's that urge to discuss what has been discovered... Then I got a call. Hello, this is Lily. Lilitu. Who is this?
0: The country of Mauritania welcomes you.
5: My visa is approved? Correct. This is great news.
0: The guide will pick you up at the Atar Airport. For your request, a chartered plane awaits you in New
5: York. Thank you.
3: The longest thread. Tightening the center of the web.
2: Oh, it's so dark. I I can't see. Hello? I can hear something moving. Who's there?
4: (laughs) Stop
5: shouting. Lily! Yeah?
2: Are you okay?
5: That's a stupid question. I can't see anything. My head hurts.
2: Do you know where we
6: are?
5: Again, stupid question. It's dark. Let our eyes adjust.
6: Do you see those
2: glowing eyes looking at us?
0: What? Did you hear it
3: too? You are both awake.
2: Oh no! Who?
3: What are you? The Weaver.
5: No, this is not happening.
3: Of course it is, my child. Spiderling, bring me the insolent one.
4: Yes, mother.
5: Stop it! Stop touching me! No! Let go of me. Let go! I can walk on my own.
2: Lily, what's going on? I said stop it!
3: You. The one left here.
2: Where did they take Lily?
3: Hmm, Your concern for them is unwarranted.
2: But, my friend... What, 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 what do you want?
3: To know your worth. What? Shh. My child will return shortly.
2: What do you mean? Please, don't leave! Well, now you're asking what the hell happened. Simple. Lily and I met again at the airport, and it was a little awkward at first. We both thought we would be flying on our own, but after about an hour in flight, we began talking about the book. I became so engaged with Lily, as if we had known each other for a long time. It was so easy to talk and and be myself, and... By the time the plane landed, we were both excited and ready for adventure. I remember this part perfectly. I watched them get onto a camel for our last part of the trip, and I just knew how I felt.
5: My turn? Well, I wish Drake would have told me at that time how they felt, because I was on the same page. Ever since I left home, I have been guarded, even with rain. But as I talked more and more with Drake, I felt vulnerable, but safe. Now, I wouldn't have ever told them I love you then, but I would sooner than I thought. We spent a few hours on camels and walking to get to the center of the eye of the Sahara. Our guide didn't speak, was a mute, which made the trek there interesting.
2: (laughs) What happened next was, honestly, I don't recall still. I remember a sharp pain and I was out.
5: I didn't see it coming, but a large black spider looking leg struck them from behind. My camel threw me off and took off across the desert. Our guide was standing looking up and I saw a little wet spot begin to form on the sand by his foot. Then another leg struck our guide dead on the spot. I looked up and what I saw was the underbelly of a great spider creature. Then a torso bent down and looked as if it was a woman smiling, with six eyes, jet black, staring at me. I will never forget what I heard her say. Tss, tss lost child, welcome home. Then, I awoke next to Drake.
2: Well, that gets you all caught up.
5: But they knew we were split up.
2: Yes, they heard you get taken away.
5: (laughs) Don't sass. I don't like
4: sass.
2: I had passed out again and woke up, this time on my back, restrained, I can't move. Help! Who's there? I can hear you. Please,
3: help! Mother doesn't
4: want you to shout.
2: Oh my god! Please!
4: Mother said not to talk to you.
2: But you are...
4: She said you will probably
2: lie. What? I wanted to talk with you. Where's... uh, Mother? Let me talk to Mother.
4: You will.
2: Where's Lily? Please let me go. No. Please.
4: It's playtime.
2: Oh. Oh, light. Thank you. I can see.
4: Go! <laughs> oh, what are you? That's rude. Mother says you shouldn't be rude.
2: You. You're. Uh. Child? Us. Spider! Mother says we were cursed. Okay. Now,
4: it's playtime.
3: What
5: do you want?
3: I want to know the worth of this one that you have with you.
5: Their worth?
3: Yes, child. I want to make sure you are safe.
5: Now you care?
3: I have always cared for you and your sister.
5: How did you know we were both coming here?
3: I allowed it. What I didn't know was how you felt until I saw you both in the desert
5: where's my friend
3: playing with your younger sister
5: let drake go
3: no as your mother I want to know If they are worthy of you.
5: That's not your choice to make.
3: (laughs) It most certainly is. I must protect what I have. I will not let some parasite invade our family.
5: I left you back home. Why are you here?
3: My child... This was our original home, before we were chased out. You were very young at the time, and this place looked different. It was paradise in the desert, an oasis. After Athena punished me and turned me into this creature, I had just given birth to you, and you were not cursed with this... hideous form, but with my immortality. The people of this village understood that the gods had punished me out of spite. I had done nothing wrong, and our family and friends stood by me. Athena, however, my punishment wasn't enough. She started a plague in the village and blamed the spider's infestation on me. The village became fearful and turned on me.
5: I've had a wonderful life without you.
3: I have missed you, my child. Your sister has missed you. Maybe. Why hurt me, my child?
5: That's why. Right there. This hubris and narcissism you have, Mother. It's always about you. The gods punished me. I'm the best weaver that ever existed. The fates loom can't keep up, and on and on. It was never us as a family, always. You. They hunted you. They were afraid of you. And now, my friend is being tortured by my sister. Because
3: of you. Jack and Jill went up the hill.
2: Ah, stop it! To Stop! Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. <laughs> oh, uh, please, can you get off my chest? No. Please, just let me go.
4: Your horse.
3: I've been weaving this web since you were born. I brought you two together. It's only a wonderful life, because I allowed it. Let us go. No. I got my daughter back. And your sister has a new plaything. Why would I ever let either of you leave? Well... Love. Yes. Love is another trick from the gods.
5: You said you've been weaving my life. You brought a plaything for your daughter here. It's warped. But you wouldn't have done any of this if you didn't love me or my sister. This is your doing, not the gods.
3: Maybe. But Athena...
5: Mom, Athena can't hurt us anymore. Of
3: course she can. Why do you think I hide us away?
5: Stop being scared. The old gods are dead. No.
3: No, that's impossible.
5: Believe what you want. She's not here punishing us anymore.
3: But you are. I don't... Mean to punish you?
4: Then let us go.
3: Very well. Take your Drake with you and go.
4: Mother, I think I. Drake!
2: Lily. Did I die? No. I spent a little more time recovering in that pit. It was a big shock when I found out that creature was Lily's mom. Lily spent several hours taking care of me telling me her story. Once I was up and walking...
5: My sister took them around and toured the old city. Mom came out from time to time. I knew she was planning something, but every once in a while, I saw an honest smile come
0: from her.
2: We got a plane back to New York.
0: Thank you for flying with us today. We will be arriving in New York just shy of eight hours. The captain has turned off the seatbelt sign. Please feel free to wander about the cabin. We do ask if you are seated to keep your seatbelt on for your safety and those around you. The staff will be walking the aisle shortly to take your order for your meal. Thank you, and enjoy your flight. <laughs> What's so
5: funny?
2: <laughs> I I don't even know.
3: I I love love you.
5: (laughs) Although my sister is half spider and my mom is the queen of spiders herself.
2: I love your sister.
5: Drake, she tortured you.
2: I know. I know. Once we got past that, she is genuinely a cool kid.
5: It doesn't scare you?
2: I'm getting used to it. But I love you. It doesn't matter who your mother is.
5: She will make things hard for us.
2: Hmm. Just another adventure.
5: When we arrived in New York City, we decided to begin our lives together.
2: That's our story.
5: Please, everyone enjoy the dinner and dance. It's going to be a fun night. Thank you all for coming to our wedding and supporting the two of us. We love you all and appreciate everyone here.
3: At the center, I stand, listening and watching. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What a beautiful story of horrific love. I do so enjoy a good, salacious relationship such as theirs.
2: It is but a fleeting moment for the carnivorous corporeal creatures of this world.
1: My dear gentlemen, I never thought you would look down on a search for soulmates.
2: It is not that I look down, but
4: rather look upon those that are underwhelming, undeserving of collecting a soul.
1: Well, then you should punish them. What a whimsical night, but alas, we must conclude this evening. We bid you good night
4: and And adieu. adieu. (laughs)
0: You just heard tonight's performance of the Dark Pony Radio Show, with voices from the Dark Pony Players, Nicole Loran, Matt Sachs, Max Bessner, Matthew Kelly, T.J. Jacobs, Terrell Woods, and Mara Rose, featuring Christian Labissinaire, sound designer and engineering from Benjamin Conklin. A Haunting for the Ages, written by M. Terrell Woods, performed by Carnage the Executioner, courtesy of the artist. Tonight's performance was written by Aid Hajaj. This has been a Shadow Horse Theater production.
1: <laughs> oh, my sweet darlings. If you are a professional artist just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, my dear friend Preston M. Smith of PMS Artwork has something for you. The Living Artist Podcast is a platform where they playfully rant and speak with other creative people about living the life as an artist, surviving, and getting ahead in the art world. Preston M. Smith dispels the myth of the starving or tortured <laughs> artist and focuses on the positive, abundant, and joyful side of living this creative life. Don't wait until you are dead to make a living as an artist. <laughs> <laughs>